Welcome to This Week in Photo. Bandwidth for this podcast is brought to you by CashFly at C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 100,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash twip. This episode is brought to you by Shutterstock.com with over 20 million high-quality stock photos, illustrations, vectors, and video clips. Shutterstock helps you take your creative projects to the next level. For 30% off your new account, go to Shutterstock.com and use the offer code TWIP5. This week on TWIP. Flickr gets a controversial refresh. At the Google I.O. conference, Google Plus gets a streamlined UI, Snapseed integration, and a revamp of its Android app. Plus, we've got our listener Q&A, Picks of the Week, and an interview with 500 Picks' very own Yevgeny Chabotarov. It's Wednesday, May 22nd, 2013, and this is Twip. And welcome back to TWIP. I am your host, Frederick Van Johnson. Joining me today on this week's show to discuss some pretty interesting topics are Mr. Joseph Linaski, Craig Colvin, and Mr. Derek Story. Hey, guys. How you doing? Great. Hello. All right. Let's, let's do the roundtable first. Let's, let's start with the, the new guy in the military, Craig. We call you the FNG. But I'm not going to tell you what the acronym stands for. I got it. So, welcome, my FNG friend. Yeah. Glad to be here. So, tell us a little bit about you and the kind of photography that you do. And I know you're, you and I are connected because you're helping run some of the meetups that I'm doing and, and all that kind of stuff. So, tell us who Craig is. All right. Well, uh, I'm a glamour and conceptual fine art photographer here in San Jose, California. Um, and I teach local workshops uh, through uh, my meetup group as well as through uh, the TWIP meetup group. We're starting up some of those. Uh, and I'm offering uh, online tutorials on how to improve photography on my website, uh, mainly geared towards studio photography, both still lives and how to work with models. Cool. Uh, and then I offer products uh, that are geared towards photographers, uh, you know, an iOS, uh, Apple app. Um, I mean, an iPhone app, uh, gel holders for strobist and uh, to add colored gels to their flashes and uh, stands for holding foam core boards in the, the studio. You are a renaissance man. I thought I was yeah. a renaissance man. You are actually <laughs> a true renaissance man. Cool. Well, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. All right. Next up, uh, Joseph Lenaski has not been on the show for, for a little bit, but, you know, we haven't had a chance to dive deep into what Joseph's been up to. So, Joseph, you got all kinds of stuff going on. You are don't you you own a gallery now? You opened a studio. What's going on? I don't own a gallery, but I a know. studio. Yes, yes, I do have the studio. Uh, yeah, so but you have a gallery my, show going right now. Right? I do have a gallery show. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, setting up uh, set up a studio a few months ago here in Ashland. It was one of those. You know, I don't do that much studio photography. But the opportunity was great, and it just gave me a, a place to work that was outside of the house. You know, it's, at some point, you have to grow up and move out of your house. Yeah. And it's just been fantastic. Having the space, even though I've only done a couple of small shoots here, having the space has given me the room to try out new things. And before going on a shoot on location to just set everything up and do mock-ups and tests and experiments. And then I also set a, a built a recording studio into this 
uh, photo studio as well. So I have a small space that is dedicated to doing stuff like this with you. Yeah, well, you're doing a lot of Linda stuff too as well, right? Yeah, well, that's that's the next step, right? Video to Brain got acquired by Linda, and so I am now technically a Linda author. I've got, uh, I remember, half a dozen or so titles up there that they absorbed over. And, yeah, I haven't recorded anything new for them yet, but that'll come. And through all that revenue, you were able to buy a studio. Is that how it goes? That's amazing. Uh, it's, it's a rental, but thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. You know, I'm seeing a theme here. Craig, you, and Derek all have studios. So that whole – I want to I talk about that a little <laughs> bit. You know, as, so, Derek, let's, let's just jump into what you're up to, and then I want to talk about the studio thing because I'm mad about that. Yeah, yeah. No, you should be happy for us. <laughs> no, no, I'm a hater. It sounds like you need one. I am a yeah. hater. Let me hate. <laughs> hey, Derek, don't give him too much. You know, give him a little bit of grief. He's been complaining about this. Yeah, he won't come up here and see the studio. He won't come up here and use it. So, you know, it's hey, an open invitation. Don't threaten. I, I will jump in the car and drive up the coast. You know, you have to, me and my little to, OMD. <laughs> you have to feed him when he comes. though. You That's right. Know. That's right. And and I may not leave if you feed me. <laughs> so uh so um I'll be uh going back down to Linda to uh record re-record my <laughs> Flickr Essential training title. <laughs> Why, Derek? You spent so much time on <laughs> I spent a week down there in lovely Carpinteria just uh, uh two weeks ago. Now you're uh, going back. Now you're going, going back. I'm for, going back for reasons that will be disclosed in later yes. in this episode, right? We'll be talking about that. And then um I'm promoting uh my new book, iPad for Digital Photographers. So I'm loving top- that book by the way. Derek, I gotta tell you, no BS. I get I get a ton of books, right? Mm. And um and I I read maybe two percent of them because I just physically don't have time to read them. Um but your book, I am almost done with it. I'm, I've gone right through, up. I'm ordering stuff. I ordered my, what is it? The, the, uh, Toshiba wireless card that you talk about in the, the book? flash air card. Yes. So yes. I've ordered that. I mean, I'm your, your, you've changed things. I've ordered some apps, all kinds of stuff. So as, as I'm so glad to hear that. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's doing great. Uh, knock on wood, you know, the reviews are the first round of reviews have been really good and, uh, I'm loving it. So yeah, thank you so much. So, but I, I am putting time into that because you know, when it first comes out, you really want to get it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Congratulations. It's good. Thank and you. you and I, and just FYI, um, I think next week we'll release the interview into the next week's episode, but you and I sat down at Yerba Buena Center and, San Francisco and talked about the book and just mobile photography in general. Basically, you're giving me training on how to go to Korea with just my iPad and my own. It's a personalized training. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hey, but that looked really good, Frederick. You did a nice job with that. Oh, the video? Thank you. Thank yeah, you. you shot that with the OMD. I shot it with the OMD. Look at that. That's, uh, that yeah. was one of the first videos. I did I did an interview with Trey Radcliffe first, and then later in the day, you and I sat down. Yeah. Those were the very first two interviews I did with that thing, and I'm like... I'm blown away, you know? Yeah, they look good. I think she's a keeper. Hey, Frederick, what's that card you mentioned? Is it kind of like an iFi card? Yeah. yeah. Derek, why don't you tell him? You're the expert. Yeah, it's a flash air card. And what's different about it from an iFi is that it has its own access point built into it. So Mm -hmm. it literally, you put it in the camera, you turn on the camera. And it works with uh, any camera that's iFi compatible, you know, so it doesn't block the, the transmission. Uh, and uh, basically what it does is it establishes itself as an access point, and then you just hit that with your iPad or your iPhone or your computer or whatever, and you can uh, use iOS apps to uh, grab the pictures in the video, or you can just use a web browser. It's really versatile and much easier to use. Hmm. Now, is it only SD or is it compact flash as well? SD. 
Yeah, S- SD only. There's, so too, I, much I ro- there's too much room in Compact Flash. You know, they wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> I think it has to do with power. SD gets yeah. power from the camera, and the Compact Flash doesn't. Exactly. Right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to experimenting. You 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 pose some interesting scenarios in the book that I want to play around with, Derek. So yeah, I never yeah. really got into the whole world of you know aside from my, using my iPhone the the shoot to share immediately kind of workflow. But mm-hmm. now I you know it seems like it's relatively easy you could shoot with the omd and have it send directly to your ipad make some tweaks and set snapseed and then share it wherever you know and and get on with your life it's pretty exactly and if you if you shoot raw plus jpeg you can the uh, olympus app which you can use with you know any any camera uh the olympus share app will filter the jpegs for you so you only see the jpegs off the card use those for your playing and social networking and stuff. And then later on, you can uh, dump those raws in the Lightroom when you get home. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, my quick update is that I just want to remind the listeners that the TWIP photo contest is still live and open. It's a landscapes and nature contest, and we'll, we'll put a link to it in the, the notes for this episode. <clears throat> but it's uh, the contest is doing amazingly well, shockingly well, in terms of the number of people that have crazy good landscape photography. And it's, uh, it's a little intimidating for me to even, look at, <laughs> to even look at those images. And there's kind of like the 500 pigs effect. You know, you look in there, you're like, holy, wow, okay. You know, and right now, I think we're up to 7,500 entrants so far. And the, con- <laughs> the contest ends uh, May 31st. So we still got a week or so left on this contest. But right now, over 7,500. 7, and these are all good images. So just if you just go look at the page, just to look at the images that are in there, um, you'll be shocked at what some of your co-listeners, um, the kind of talent that they have. So really cool stuff. All right. Uh, before we continue to the show and jump into the news, I want to give a thanks to one of our sponsors, and that's Audible.com. Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks. They've got more than 100,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, and they feature audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers. For listeners of TWIP, Audible is offering a free audiobook to give uh, give you the chance to try out the service. One audiobook to consider is one that I've been rereading. I actually have listened to this a couple of times, um, but one I wanted to recommend that you listen to is called You Incorporated. It's really cool. It's about the, uh, basically, It's uh, the author is Harry Beckworth, and it's about how to position yourself as your own sort of personal corporation. It's one of those self-development books that sort of gets you thinking about ways to position your mind so that you look at yourself as the company. Whether you work for another company or not, you can still be you incorporated, kind of doing your things with the ultimate goal in mind of benefiting you. You know, not so much selfish, but just sort of looking at things from the standpoint of how do these different things that I'm doing build my personal brand. So definitely check that out. And you can check it out using the uh, using Audible because they're with their free offer. You can get your free audiobook. Just go to audiblepodcast.com slash twip and check it out. And also Audible has a couple of big releases coming in May. One is the first one is called is by Dan Brown. It's called Inferno. It's coming on May 14th. Definitely check that out. The second one is coming on May 21st. It's called And the Mountains Echoed by Khalid Hosseini. 
And uh, these are two new releases that are coming from Audible. Definitely check those out. Audible.com slash TWIP. All right, guys, let's jump into the news now. Story number one, um, which I would argue could be story number two. Um, but the the first two stories, and I think which is going to encompass the entire show, is Google getting a refresh of, you know, at, at the Google I.O. conference, they announced a bunch of changes um, to Google+. And then Yahoo, uh, what, a day or so ago, announced a, a bunch of changes. They announced that they acquired or had, were were approved by the board to acquire Tumblr. So $1.1 billion in cash to the founder, singular, of, <laughs> of, of Tumblr. Don't, don't throw up in your mouth when you hear that. So $1.1 billion, a billionaire overnight, um, and also a bunch of UI refreshes and some pricing changes. And there are some seriously mixed reviews on not so much the acquisition or not so much the pricing, but the look and feel of the beloved Flickr, actually. So we're going to talk about that and and more. So let's jump right into the Yahoo piece of it. Derek, no, we sort of foreshadowed at the beginning. So you went down a couple of weeks ago to Carpinteria in California here to record a course at lynda.com about Flickr, right? And just how to Correct. use it, tips and tricks, how to be a power Flickr user, and now all you had to go, you know, empty trash on that, right? Now you got to go re-record it. Is that the deal? Well, yeah. So I, I have a, a Flickr essential training that's been on Linda for some time, and so we wait a certain amount of time, and then it needs to be refreshed because what Yahoo likes to do is they just like to move a little something, right? This is yeah. like like now we're going to change the uh, online uploader, you mm-hmm. know, or. Now we're going to give you like a full screen, 500 pix sort of look, uh, just for when you're looking at your groups, no, but only when you're only when you're view photos more. Yeah, incremental changes, not wide sweeping changes, yeah. which you've, yeah. we've become. So you know, I just sort of wait a certain period of time, and then I go down and try to refresh those movies. And uh, so we had done that, and then of course I I wanted to do the uh, iOS app movies because I, I really do like the iOS app for Flickr. I think it's fantastic. Mm-hmm, yeah. So I did uh, three chapters of movies on using the iOS app and uh, some uh, Android app stuff too, which of course I'll be redoing now also. <laughs> but um, then uh, as soon as I got back and unpacked my suitcase and got my laundry washed, they uh, released uh, a, a new version of Flickr, as we'll be talking about right now, uh, online. And uh, it's quite an interesting animal. And you're right. We should explore it a little bit. I here. definitely want to explore it. Craig, have you have you seen this new release of Flickr? Uh, yes, I've I've taken a look at it. And um, what are, what uh, were your initial impressions? Be honest. Uh, well, I I actually liked the look. I, I liked how they made the photographs be kind of front and center. Now they're kind of doing the tiled mosaic look that you get on uh, 500 pics or uh, on Google Plus, uh, and I I like that. Um, but as you dig a little deeper, I. I some of the user interface things are a little quirky, and uh, I found it a little hard to to find things and to navigate around. No, is that is that difficulty stemming from just muscle memory? You're just used to the old Flickr, or is is or is finding things truly more difficult? Um, I I think they have a few. Um, I, I would almost say bugs in the UI. Uh, when yeah. you click on an image and it shows full screen, uh, it tries to hide all the comments below the edge of the browser. And uh, I had one browser where 
I, I didn't even, I couldn't even see that. Uh, I had to scroll to, to find it. Other browser, browsers, it was just cutting off like half, half of the, you'd have half a comet down there hmm. at the bottom. Hmm. So I think they're just, they're trying to emphasize the, the photo and making it, you know, full screen in your browser. Uh, but I think they went a little overboard with that. Hmm. Joseph, thumbs up, thumbs down, left, right. Yeah, I'm not a huge Flickr user, so it's not something I go to all the time, but it is obviously dramatically different. And I like it. I mean, I, I really couldn't stand Flickr before because <laughs> I thought the interface was just so bad. What What are you using? Are you using anything for online sharing? Post it onto photojoseph.com if I'm going to post pictures. Okay, uh, you okay. Know, other so you, you host them yourself. Stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, but and, what you're giving up with that, and you know, th- th- that's completely fine, and tons of people do that, of course, and I have my own site as well. But what you're giving up with with that is the social sort of exposure to that, right. you know. Where so, what, so most of the photos that I share, honestly, are Instagram stuff, right? It's all sourced mm-hmm. out of Instagram, so it does go to Flickr, it goes to Facebook, it goes to Instagram, it goes everywhere else, and even the stuff that I'm shooting with my, uh, like with the Fuji or with the OMD. I am sharing by Instagram because I've got that iFi card, just like the, the Air One that you were talking about. So I'm doing that whole instant sharing. Okay. I almost never sit down, work on photos, and then post them. If I'm sitting down and working on photos, they're for clients, and that's not stuff I'm going to just post for, you know, post on Flickr. It's client work. So the stuff that goes up onto the social networks is the quick grab and share, grab tweet, uh, treat and share type of images. And then that's that the social network of choice is Instagram right now? It is. Well, that's the that's where I push it from. It goes to Flickr. So everything I post on Instagram also goes to Flickr, also goes to Facebook. Um, but the most interaction it's either is Instagram and Facebook. There's, I get a few comments here and there on Flickr, but not very much. But I'm not in there stoking the fire either. That's what I'm hearing from a lot of people, you know, mainly younger people like yourself, Joseph, that are <laughs> that, are, that, that you know, it's the kind of a shift or even a movement away from Facebook into Instagram, which, of course, is, a, you know, down the hall from Facebook. But people are using Instagram as the portal into the other social network. So, you know, I post on Instagram and it goes to Twitter, it goes to Facebook, it goes to wherever, Flickr, but the primary is becoming photographic and Instagram. Are you guys seeing that? Yeah, I, I mean, I see that. I mean, the the problem, I love Instagram, by the way. I post to it all the time. The, the reason why I don't have it as my root is because if you uh, post, if you take an Instagram shot and you, let's say, move it over to Flickr, which you can do right there in app. And then you look on it on your MacBook, especially on your retina display, it's just, it's uh, whoa. Yeah. Mm. Well, <laughs> it's like, it's like looking in the mirror first thing in the morning. Oh, it's yeah. just not really uh not really good. Or looking so, to your right, right? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so uh but you know again it's like Joseph's saying it, it depends on you know what you're sharing and you know what the intent is. Yeah. Uh but the thing I will say about the Flickr mobile app is that if you capture a good shot with your iPhone or whatever you're using and you apply, let's say, a, a Flickr filter on there and you push that up, uh, the uh, quality is actually quite good. They The quality is much higher than, than a lot of the other uh, apps, the, you know, the mobile apps especially. So let, let's look at this. For, Derek, I want to continue with you. So looking, looking at this from the standpoint of um, Flickr, arguably has been dormant for a while. Like you were saying before, they were making incremental changes and no one really expected a giant overhaul refresh, right? So now that they've done this, the the 
crowd, and you know how the internet is, right? Any sort of sweeping change, the trolls come out with the pitchforks and, and torches <laughs> and, you know, all this stuff. And they're out in force against Flickr, at least from what I've seen so far. And one of the folks leading the pack is Scott Bourne, a twipper. Yeah, we'll link to his post on uh, on Flickr. He, I think the title of it is, says, remember when I said Flickr is back? Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> so, Scott, so, Scott got a little cranky about it. Scott got cranky old <laughs> Muppet Man on this. Yeah. So, so yeah. What it, what, you guys have seen this. I sent you these articles earlier. What it, yeah. So Scott Bourne basically, um, I'm, I'm paraphrasing the article, but he's just saying that the, the interface is skin deep and you, dr- you go down a couple of levels and it's the old flicker and things are hard to find. Like Craig was saying. Derek, what is this? Is all this true? And you're going to find all this when you when you do your deep dive to do the Linda thing, right? So yeah, well, and I'm already I was already working on it the last two days. Yeah, yeah Scott Scott makes a lot of good points. Uh, what happens is when you first open up the uh, on go to the U page, your photo stream, uh, everything looks like pretty nice. And if you put a, a, a good uh, you know banner photo up there at the top, the cover photo, uh, it looks extremely nice. The problem is once that you start to navigate down into some of the areas of Flickr that you know you you have to use if you're using the app, uh, then you, you get the same old Flickr. Uh, a lot of the pages look exactly the same, except they put the a new nav bar on the top, right? So with a, with another kind of, nav bar on top uh, of that, another, of course. And they did that on every page, so I have to reshoot every movie. Just I, you know, that there. just that's my pet peeve. The one thing that I was searching for after I looked at this was how do I get rid of that Yahoo bar at the top? Because it looks it looks better with just the black, you know. Yeah. bumped up against the top there but they got the white band of yahoo 1945 <laughs> up there so well they got yeah i mean it's it's such a mixed grill it's like craig's saying then there's just some basic ui problems like i literally got stuck where i you know like i had a full screen photo and it's like how do i how do i get out of here yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. i there was nothing to show up to help me you know unfull screen it and yeah. and move on yeah. so there there's definitely some wonky stuff it was not ready for prime time this is not you know like we're used to seeing you know releases from apple and even google that you know for the most part are pretty good uh facebook has tormented us over the years with their crazy releases that were half baked and uh, and now Yahoo's a king of the half baked releases because you know they did they did half of it and the other half still needs to to be finished. It's still in, it's still a little doughy. It's still in the it needs to go back in the oven. Craig, yeah, Craig, yeah. Craig, you look looking at this. I mean, you know, I've got it up in front of me right now, and I'm looking at my my page. Which listeners, if you want to go find me, it's just photos slash Fred Johnson. On uh, Flickr, don't ask about the Fred. But so, so I'm looking at my page, and it it looks it looks okay. But when I first look at it, I'm thinking um, uh, Google Plus, and I'm thinking Facebook, and it it kind of looks like the designers were like, okay, this is what the world wants now. This kind of mosaic grid thing with the banner at the top and the and a uh, avatar photo in there, and and that's it. And that's that. Those are the tools we have to work with. Did you get that feel, or did you uh, do you feel like they're being innovative on this? Uh, no, it, it's definitely they're they're playing catch up. I mean, their interface hasn't changed for years, right? They've been and back there were questions uh, earlier this year on whether they were still relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is just they they think this is what people want uh, to have uh, this tiled mosaic and the cover 
photo at the top. You're, you're right. It, it looks just, you know, very similar to what you would see on Google Plus or Facebook. Yeah. Joseph, looking at looking at this, so we're going to talk a little bit about 500 picks when we get to the pricing piece of this. But this is me asking personally, right? So I'm like, okay, so Flickr is threw their hat back in the game. So they're, they're a player now. Marissa Meyer is clearly making changes albeit you know no one's gonna like all the no one's gonna like all the changes she's making but at least there's movement there you know the patient is not we don't need to call the the time of day on the patient <laughs> on Flickr. but what i what's what comes up in my head is okay so we've got Flickr now back in the game we've got smug mug that wants you to host all your photos there we've got 500 pics over there we've got zenfolio we've got you know on and on all these different places where we can host our images to show and share with people, notwithstanding what I call the junk food kind of sharing services like Instagram, right? I don't, I don't look at that as like, it's real photography, but it's not like a, you know, I need a permanent archive of the, this picture that I, you know, I did at a party or something. But my question to you, Joseph is, okay, when you're looking at this, where do you, where do you place your bets? Where do you, where are you going to upload your images to? Well, I guess that's why I'm mostly just doing them on my own, or yeah. doing them to my smug mug, and then post them on my on my own site. So I don't is that, have is to maybe that's worry the answer. about it. Maybe that's the answer. You just you know say, okay, enough. You guys fight it out. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the obvious risk of the, that you were alluding to earlier that you you li- you do miss out on a lot of the social interaction. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I can post links to my galleries all over the web, but there's a certain level of discovery that happens with something like Flickr, uh, or Google Plus, or Facebook, or anything else. You know, I, I do end up often cross-posting it, and even the stuff from Instagram, like I said in the beginning, it's it's cross-posted all over the place. So it's there are different conversations happening, right? There's a totally separate conversation on Flickr than there is on Facebook and Instagram and so on. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, these photos aren't ones that I'm trying to get people to have big philosophical discussions about. It's basically it's a picture of whatever and comment on it or don't. I don't really care. That's that's not, you know, I, I'm not up there to get into a debate about it. Yeah. Yeah, and it, my one of my problems is it's, it's getting too diversified because I'm like just a couple days ago I got an email from someone that's like, well I, e- I I sent you a message on you know insert social network here and you didn't respond to it so I guess you're too busy for me you know I'm mm-hmm. like I can't <laughs> it's like spinning plates you know I can't be on Flickr and Google Plus and be tweeting and. Right. Facebooking and keeping up with the messages from LinkedIn and you know how do you Derek how do you manage all that stuff is it at some point you know at some point I think it was about six months ago I was like you know what I'm gonna do what Zach Arias did because I think he just declared hey I'm done I'm offline for a while and just sort of shut everything down and then <laughs> revisit it later right I, I don't know I mean what's what's the solution because it's like I feel like I'm drowning and you know there's no way to sort of you know, it's like quicksand that, that you you're struggling. The more you struggle, the more you go down. So how do you fix it? Well, I I, I think uh, Joe sort of touched on it a little bit. Joseph did, uh, which is you know I like having a home base also. So mm-hmm. you know the home base is the place. So the digital story. If you really want to get a hold of me, you know, go there. Or if you really want to see, because I run everything through that. And then the social networks, I think they're terrific. Uh, mm-hmm. I like some better than others. But, you know, the thing that I like about, for instance, with Flickr 
and uh, Google Plus is that they increase the SEO for my my site. Yeah, yeah, and it's really weird when I put a batch of photos up on my site and then I'll put that put them as a set, let's say on Flickr, and maybe just add a sentence or two to describe the set, give the set a name, and then a month later, uh, let's say I do a search, a Google search on that content, and a lot of times the the Flickr stuff in the Google you know will will have a higher ranking than the my own page on my own site wow. you know on the same page and um you know of course that stuff points over to to my site so you know there's some real seo values uh associated with these sites and and that's part of the reason why I pay attention to them yeah yeah and that that makes sense you know just one thing to to pipe in here today I got an email from and I guess it's in the in this interview that we're going to insert into this episode with uh, Yevgeny Chabotarov from from Five Hundred Picks that they announced this whole new portfolio feature where you know you already have your stuff up on Five Hundred Picks which is kind of that social network also but now you can create one of these kind of uh, live books esque portfolios from your images and have it all sort of live in one place in this sort of gorgeous looking wow. Five Hundred Picks. Thing you know, sweet, so, yeah. So it, you know, the options are there, and I'm, I'm, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm leaning. I want to find one home. I want to find a horse, and I want to ride it. <laughs> but I want a good horse, and I don't have to put down later. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to go for the Budweiser Clydesdale? No, no. <laughs> no I need your wagon. I need a good horse that's going to get me across the country. You know? <laughs> well, I think they, I think they serve different purposes. Um, we didn't mention, but one of the things Flickr announced was they were also going to increase storage up to one terabyte of data for their users. That's right. Yeah. Which and, is new, right? I mean, uh, uh, since when have we had that T in the amount of storage that you get for free? <laughs> which is a huge amount of storage. They they said something like 500,000 photos, you know, with a you know, camera phone size, six, six megapixel. Yeah. Um, the, so what... Flickr is going to become, I believe, I think this was probably a mistake, because people are going to start using that as storage and throwing all their photos up on Flickr. Right. Um, and no one has 500,000 great photos. Right? Yeah. So it, the other... Well, other you, st- you haven't met Thomas Hawk yet, have you? Yeah, <laughs> 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 Or ask Scott Bourne that question. Yeah, yeah. They've got... Yeah. <laughs> Yes. But I still see that the you know like uh, some of the other sites are going to be where you're going to put your very best work, and Flickr is where you put other work that maybe you want to share with family or with the community because none of these other sites seem to have the community like Flickr does. Yeah, see that's what I don't want to do though. I mean, just you know from and not that I'm indicative of the average consumer, but I don't want to. I, I want to get away from having stuff in all these different places. I want to find one home and move in. You know, I don't want to be a Rolling Stone anymore. <laughs> I want to lay my hat somewhere and call it home. But where is that? Is it is it the new Flickr? Is it the new 500? Or is it 500 picks with their new features coming out? Is Do I put everything on Google Plus and try to, you know, capitalize on the SEO there? Like, Derek, sounds like what you're saying is it's never going to just be one place. I'm going to be a Rolling Stone, right? Well, yeah, I, I look at it more like a planet with you know little moons orbiting around it. Yeah. So the planets is my home, you know, my site, and the moons are the social networks that you know that, that interact with it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So they so the the moons in your with your analogy, the moons are driving traffic down to the planet. But that's yeah. if the moons go away, you know, the tides may change a little bit, but everything's still good with the planet. Exactly. Right. Exactly. All right. And jo- Joseph, that's what you're doing as well, right? So you're, right. you're Everything's on. Fo- is it photojoseph.com? Right. Yeah. The yeah. only that's the only thing you can guarantee is going to be there is your frederickvan.com, right? Yeah. You can't guarantee that any of those other sites will be there. You know, Google itself it will be around for a very long time but how do you know google plus will be they shut things down all the time yeah it's just you just don't know now so this this craig brought brought up a good point so with Flickr slash yahoo increasing the storage to one terabyte which is unprecedented or maybe it's not unprecedented but it's awesome right so it's it's a huge amount of storage it's a huge sort of siren song of come hither to users that want to put their images in one place right but then I look at it, and I think of what a friend of mine, Mark Fuccio, um, used to work with him at Data Robotics, Drobo, and he used to say, I, he used to say, I'd rather pay, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because one terabyte of free storage is not really free. It's kind of like the drug dealer models. But yeah, the first one's free, but, you know, but the, the whole thing is like, it's, it, you put all your images on there and you invest in it, and then three years from now... Flickr says, you know what, we are going to do this, or we just got acquired by Google, or something happens to shift everything up, and then you have to, you're left kind of figuring out what to do with this terabyte of images that you have online. So what's, what's the, Craig, I'll throw it to you first, what's the alternative to that? You know, is it, should we just trust in these mega corporations that, okay, they're giving us, they're giving me a terabyte of free image space, so I'm going to invest my life in it, or should we do something different? And if, if it's something different, what is that something different? Uh, I I think you have to have multiple uh, places that you save your images up in the cloud. So this is just a, a yet another one. And because it's free, um, I think people are going to use it. But I wouldn't rely on it long term. So mm-hmm. I would use something like Backblaze or CrashPlan or something else. And, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. Yeah. Derek, what about you? So eggs, where, where, your, where should the, the users put their eggs? I mean, you know, considering that whole... Free is not actually free, kind of metaphor. Yeah, well, I, I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure that I would definitely put all my eggs in this basket. And there's still some question about the uh, bandwidth uh, leading back and forth uh, to the servers, and you know how how accessible is that one terabyte really? Because if the upload speeds are are very slow, and uh, you know they're probably still working out the kinks there, yeah. but if the upload speeds are very slow. It's not really a usable uh, format. I mean, that's part of my problem with cloud storage anyway. Uh, once I get into raw files, with JPEGs, it's not bad. But once I get into raw files or, or my master files, uh, uh, maybe a, a TIFF that I worked on in Photoshop, uh, you know, moving that thing around online is, is not a lot of fun, right. especially if you got, you know, four dozen of them. Yeah, and that's that's the that's the thing we've been sort of tab dancing around. So JPEGs and bandwidth are relatively easy to transport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we're all three of us I, w- I would assume are shooting raw mostly, right? So what happens there? <laughs> you know, what's Yeah, what's, I mean, you know, that's that's probably not going to go on to on on to Flickr, I mean, or a TIFF or a Photoshop file or at least not a whole lot of them. It just doesn't seem practical to me. Yeah. And then uh, the other part I haven't tested yet. So let's say that you upload a, 
let's say a 60 megabyte Photoshop file to your Flickr account, then, uh, you know, how, how does Flickr display it when you look at it too, when you look at it, you know, on the different sizes and, and, and the different monitors and, you know, what does it do with that? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I still don't know that either. And, you know, that, that's a big question. So let's talk a little bit about pricing. So I just want to run through the pricing here. So um, like Craig was saying, all users, the free account is one terabyte of, of storage space. Um, and individual photos can be as large as 200 megabytes. And videos can be as long as three minutes at 1080p um, or one gigabyte. And um, That's a change, by the way, yeah. That is a change, yeah. What was it before? It was it 90 was seconds. 90 seconds. That was three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thanks, Marissa. And now the uh, the free storage account includes ads. I haven't. I don't know what these ads look like because I'm not on a free account. But there are ads in there. Oh, they're ugly. They're <laughs> they're, they're bad. Yahoo, Yahoo. Have ads you seen a pretty worse. ad before? I mean, what? <laughs> they're really bad. What do and they look like? Sorts Derek? of wonky stuff. They're not like you know. At least Google kind of you know goes with you know what's on the page you yeah, know in terms yeah. of content yeah no 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 <laughs> so i'm gonna be looking at my images it's gonna be like hey go hey the balloon festival is happening <laughs> you're lucky if you get a balloon festival because <laughs> that'll be a relatively nice looking ad. <laughs> oh no oh no okay well maybe that that's the incentive for you to pay the 50 dollars a year and you can have an ad free space <laughs> so 50 bucks a year you get ad free space or 500 uh, that's still a huge five hundred bucks a year, or four ninety nine. I think they price it at. You get two terabytes of space. Yeah. So, in comparison, so we talk about five hundred pixels a lot, and I'm trying to make sure I say that right because I've been calling them five hundred pics because of the PX, but the actual name of the company is five hundred pixels. Um, so five hundred pixels. I did a little comparison. You guys can see it in the show notes here. I'll just read it off. So Flickr. Um, so it's free for one terabyte for one terabyte of storage, but you get ads. Five hundred picks, you get their limited, limited, limited basic account, but there are no ads, and that's free. Um, on Flickr for fifty bucks, again, you get the one terabyte, and you can turn the ads off, so the ads go away with fifty bucks. Um, on five hundred picks, they've twenty-five bucks. Um, yeah, twenty five bucks a year, and they and it's three terabytes and no ads, and then it goes all the way down. So, Flickr's annual plan is four ninety nine at two terabytes, five hundred picks, twenty five bucks, three terabytes, no ads, and then it just goes on and on and on. And then five hundred picks has this account called the Awesome account, and it's seventy five bucks a year, and it's unlimited storage. So I don't know, you know. I, I would put unlimited storage in quotes. We don't know exactly, you know, I would I would assume unlimited means unlimited, but as we know with like our cable providers, unlimited doesn't necessarily mean unlimited. It means unlimited if you don't use a lot of space, you know. Yeah. But, you know, the 500 picks guys are really cool. I mean, so they're they're on the up and up. If they say unlimited, I would assume that's unlimited. So, but it's interesting. And the, Go ahead, and Craig. The- the thing is, most people are never going to even come close to that limit. One terabyte of photos is a lot of photos. Mm. Uh, and just just the time to, it would take to upload that much data yeah. uh, is going to... I'm sure they have a spreadsheet. It's, so it's more of a, I think, more of a marketing thing. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, less than, way less than 1% of the people will ever hit that limit. Yeah. And, you know, you look at that and you're not... You think about well, my camera, my my D eight hundred produces these gigantic files. You're not putting those gigantic files on these services. You're putting the JPEG equivalents, right? 
Right. Yeah. So interesting. Interesting. So yeah, definitely listeners, check it out. Check out the new Flickr. If you haven't popped over to Flickr lately, um, all the information's over there. Yeah. Hey, just in closing on, yeah. on the whole Flickr thing, you know, we're, as, as we do, you know, we're really kind of talking about the, the shortcomings of it all mm-hmm. or the things that jump out. Are you trying but, to say I'm negative, Derek? Is that what you're saying? No, no. This, this is what we do, right? We, you know, we, uh, <laughs> we're but, armchair quarterbacks, you know, while these but, really uh, smart people make decisions, we sit back behind our mics and cast stones. That's what we do. We do. So I, you know, the the thing I just wanted to balance that with is that I am glad they did something right. Even if they didn't finish it off. And, um, I do like the look of the photo stream a, a lot. I mean, I, I think it looks really good. And, Aside and from I think, that white bar at the top, if that could go away, that'd be cool. Well, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I think overall, I think the look is, is really good. And, and my only thing is I just wish they would have finished it. I mean, that, I think that's, that's sort of my wrap-up complaint on this. It's not what they did I don't like. It's just I wish they would have done it all the way through. Maybe they could have – Joseph, maybe they could have they could have avoided all this controversy by calling it the Flickr – Flickr 2.0 beta. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they should. I think they should have. You're kidding, but I think they should have done. No, yeah, and allowing a toggle to go back and forth between the old and the new version for you know I don't know three months or so, and then making it permanent after the three months. So haven't we seen that before? Doesn't well, they did. You know, Flickr used to be beta for forever. Yeah, we should have went back to beta. (laughs) (laughs) Went back to beta. Joseph, what do you think about that? Would you would you have tried Flickr at least if it was a hey, this is the new look. It's a beta. Come try it out. Here are some videos that walk you through what the new Flickr is like, and come hither. Sure. Oh, sure. I mean, I'm not I'm not looking to go back to the old way because I didn't like the old way anyway. And it is annoying that when you dig deep, you find the old skin there, you know, still lurking underneath. But Whatever. Obviously, that stuff's going to change. I think that love it or hate it is it's you have to admit it's better than the way it was. It was pretty bad before, so it may not be perfect, but what is? And oh, it's definitely an improvement. But why? I'm kind of, I'm why? Kind of stuck on the pricing, though. If we can, oh, you, yeah, I, I thought you were wrong. Um, you can't be right. It can't be five hundred bucks a year. It is. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. How, how do you go from fifty bucks a year for one terabyte to five hundred bucks a year for two terabytes? Who did that math? Uh, marketing people. Yeah. Well, people will you just do ten time, accounts. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's that. I mean, but four hundred fifty bucks for a terabyte of storage? Are you kidding me? For an extra terabyte? Right. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, especially when you compare with other services like we were talking about. I was doing the the little rundown of five hundred pixels uh, fees for more storage. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe you're gonna get something magical in that. Maybe it comes with unicorn tears or something. I don't know. So. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. But, you know, what What? What do you do? I mean, like like Derek was saying, this stuff is – Flickr has been relatively dormant for a while. So we, we don't want to complain too much that they made these changes. But I think from my perspective, the changes should have been beta a little bit. And I think looking at it from a marketing guy standpoint, I think it was Google kind of pushing out all these changes and they you know they want to sort of ride the wave of hey we're doing stuff too and you know we're not dead and that kind of thing so let's push push it out and we'll we'll deal with the with the backlash later so i i do like the fact that they're trying right they're they're it's been dormant for so long and and at least they're moving forward yeah even yeah. if they're not there yet. Yeah, but like Derek was saying, they haven't made any any like huge changes for a long long time for these changes to come right on the heels of Google I.O. is kind of obvious that, and you know, and like Derek was saying, 
it kind of feels unfinished. And I, I just feel like there's there are the crew of designers and engineers somewhere face palming, saying, I told you not, <laughs> not to push it out yet. I, I said it wasn't ready, Marissa. You, now look. <laughs> you know? Yep. You know? So. They'll, they'll wait until I record the next week and then they'll they'll finish it up exactly <laughs> or it'll just revert back to the old version <laughs> well then at least i can use the old movies there you go oh man you can we talk about story. marissa's uh ill-timed statement about pro photographers or is that just kicking somebody when they're down no yeah talk about it well I don't, i'm not sure what if i heard that one. Oh come on really yeah. Oh, this is great. Oh, yeah. She's getting beat up right now because she said, quote, there's no such thing as Flickr Pro today because with so many people taking photographs, there's really no such thing as professional photographers anymore. <laughs> Wait, now, you must she, be mistaken. You must. She did not say that. She says there's she no said, such thing as professional photographers anymore. So there's no such thing as people who derive most of their income from the art of photography in right, the world. Apparently, oh. now you know she has retracted it and said it was it was taken out of context and <laughs> poorly worded. But I mean, come on, how do you say there's no such thing as professional photographers as you're launching a site that is for photographers? Yeah, I think what, probably what she meant to say was. Flickr is not aimed at professional photographers. It's aimed at advanced amateurs. And those folks, by and large, make up the majority of our users and constituency. Right, Marissa? That's what you meant to say. Uh, yeah. I mean, her, her you know, she, she the, the clarification is something like that. You're, you're pretty close. Uh, for She says her misstatement was related to the terabyte of storage now available on Flickr and how many photos users are taking. In other words... She's suggesting that there isn't quite the need for a pro account given the tremendous amount of storage space now available to all users. And, you know, I had to, like, think about that statement a couple times before, you know, I kind of glue the whole thing together. But the fact of the matter is the soundbite did get out there, like Joseph said. And uh, there was, a, you know, a lot of people are going, what are you talking about? And it was... Whether it was a misstatement out of context, whatever, I mean, the timing could not have been worse while they're trying to, you know, roll this thing out the door. You know, it was just um, very unfortunate. So not only, you know, we're saying, you know, not only were the, the engineers and the designers banging their heads on their uh, tables about, you know, the design not being finished before it's rolled out, then their leader, you know, uh, gaffs in public uh, at the same time. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, rough hey, day. rough day, rough week. But yeah, like you said, I'm I'm glad that there's there's movement there, right? So yep. we got we have some we have a ping on sonar, so we know that there's something <laughs> there's something in the water and things are moving. So it's it's good stuff. So yeah, definitely we'll we'll link to this article from Scott and you know go over to the Flickr blog and 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 check out the comments. You know, from your fellow listeners slash Flickr users on what their thoughts are on the UI, and you know, if you do choose to chime in, just be civil about it because you're representing Twip when you go in there. <laughs> don't be an ass when you go in there. Just you know, contribute to the conversation or don't say anything. Um, okay, all right. So the second thing we spent all that time on Flickr because I guess Flickr's sucking up all the oxygen in the photo universe right now. But the other. The other thing that's soaking up the oxygen is Google Plus, right? So they issued a refresh of Google Plus, citing 41 total changes 
Um, they've streamlined things. They've um, added the ability to adjust photos live on the site. They're incorporating. It looks like they're incorporating the Snapseed technology that they they purchased a little while ago. They're making some serious changes in there. So let me let me just read down some of the the quick ones. So. Um, when you import your photos, so the, some of the automatic things that'll do, so it'll automatically toss out your unfocused shots if you want. Um, using the Snapseed software, it'll automatically do some saturation and enhancement to the photos. It can auto-stitch a group of related photos into a panorama after you upload them. I don't know how well this works, but I'm anxious to try that out. Um, it can find the images with the best facial expressions among many uploaded similar images. And now hashtags are smarter and more automated, allowing easier sharing. So Joseph, looking at this list, does this make you want to jump into the world of social media a little bit deeper? <laughs> well, it's a pretty cool list. I have to say, well, the things that they're doing with the, I've been playing with Google Plus a bit more, um, and I enabled the auto upload on my phone just to see what it would do with these pictures. And seeing how it's picking out the the quote unquote best ones, the ones that things are best, and auto enhancing and so on, it's it's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. I'm impressed with what I'm seeing there. So it's doing the right thing. It's picking the right photos. You think? It's doing a good job. Yeah. Apparently, um, Trey was on on Twip last weekend, and he was mm-hmm. saying that you can teach it. You can you know say this one's better than that one, and it'll it'll learn. I haven't gotten that far into it yet, but it, from what I've seen, it's impressive, and it certainly sounds impressive. So. I think that they've done a much better upgrade than the previous conversation we were just having. No, no. Yeah, that other company. Craig, so so looking at this sort of in-the-cloud, on-the-server style image processing, is this the future of where things are going? Because you look at, you know, we do, was it last week, week before, we were talking about Adobe and not so much moving processing into the cloud, but at least moving the purchasing of Photoshop into the cloud and, and making it more subscription services. Now we're seeing Google make this move towards giving you more almost Photoshop, iPhoto-like power, but on the server in the cloud. Is this the, is this the shape of things to come? Well, I, I think this is um, a move for them uh, basically for mobile users. So both with Google Glass and with uh, phones, people uploading shots, uh, you know, you, you don't have that instead of having to ground trip it through a computer to do your retouching or whatever, they're going to automate some of that stuff uh, in the cloud. And I, I think that's uh, definitely a way to go yeah. uh, if they can pull it off. So, Derek, what about you? Is the, is the cloud the future? Uh, it's part of the future, for sure. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think this is uh, – I agree with the other guys. I think it's pretty interesting stuff. Uh, the part, you know, the whole refresh – that I like more, it's more interesting to me, is I just like what they've done with uh, my Google Plus page, you know, mm-hmm. in my web browser. I think it looks really nice. I, mm-hmm. I really do. I I like the layout. I like the way it looks. There's uh, definitely some uh, intelligence uh, that they've added. Uh, for instance, when you're linking to a story, it just seems smarter about pulling out graphics. And, and uh, the type fonts are uh, really nice. The images look good. Uh, at, at the different sizes, it's just it's pleasant to look at. It's uh, very attractive. Now, is this so? If if you look at this, and I kind of look at Google Plus now, I just brought it up, and I have Flickr, the new Flickr, sitting next to it, mm-hmm. and yeah, I I kind of feel like this, like the Google Plus look feels crisper, tighter, yeah. Yeah. and it, it feels more. This is just my my own perspective, but it just, it feels more 
uh, it feels well thought out. Put it that way. It feels well thought out. When I look at the Flickr side, I'm, I'm like, okay, it looks like they. It looks like it was a. It was a house that was built in the 1940s, and they wanted to refresh it. And you know, it went on like one of those makeover shows, and they painted it, put a new lawn on there. <laughs> well, there is. You know, I mean, I think your point's a good one, Frederick. Which is, there is some advantage to being newer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you don't have so much legacy content. You don't have those legacy pages that. You you might want to get rid of, but then you knew you know that people will be screaming bloody murder if you do, right? You know, right. so you're you're stuck with a lot of stuff, and and Google doesn't have that baggage with Google Plus, not nearly as much baggage. So I think that does allow them to to you know have this cleaner look and have it uh, be implemented uh, in a very nice way. And uh, there's a real point there to that. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, a lot of the stuff, even the superficial stuff, looking at the Google page, could have been impl- implemented on the Yahoo side. You know, so it's you know the surface level, just sort of plain old grassroots design stuff could have could have happened on the other side too. Joseph, yeah, you know, the, the one wacky. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead, Derek. Oh, just the one wacky thing on the Google. I does this happen to you guys? Like my cover photo is like ginormous now. I mean, it's. Hmm. Yeah, um, it it takes up almost a full page. Uh, it's not it's not like just a banner anymore. It's like really. If you scroll, my the way mine think, works. If you scroll up, then it show it reveals the entire yes, vertical so, aspect right. of it. But so, when you first load the page, it it should load as just sort of a banner look. It does. You're right. It does. But when you scroll up, it's like woo. Yeah, it reveals it all. Yeah, that's the whole thing there. It's yeah. And it's just showing the lower half of the photo when you first when you, you know, first look. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is, I, I think that's probably by design, I would imagine. Yeah, I, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's clever and it just um I'm just not clever enough to <laughs> <laughs> They should design for the lowest clever denominator though. Yeah, they should yeah, they could talk to me about that when they do that. <laughs> they could pay you for it. Maybe that'll cover some of your commute costs to Carpinteria. <laughs> Oh man! So yeah, ton of stuff here. Uh, before I forget, I just wanted to mention that um, uh, the the interview that we have for this episode, Yevgeny uh, Chabotarov at Five Hundred Picks, let me know that they just released a tool because you know they, those guys are like it's like a room full of like maybe a dozen people. I would imagine probably over there just working really hard to make Five Hundred Picks what it is, and. As a result, they're nimble. So when they see something happen in the universe of photography, they can say, you know what? Wouldn't it be cool if, and then an engineer can build it and deploy it really quickly. So what they did was uh, they heard all the stuff that's going on, um, you know, with the, with the Flickr backlash and, you know, with Google Plus, all this stuff. So they decided that they wanted to build an uploader. So they built... I, and I called it kind of like a usurper or whatever. So they built, if you go to, and we'll link to it in the show notes, I think it's 500pix.com slash uploader or importer or something. But if you go over there, you can tell it to <clears throat> ingest your photography or your images from 500 or from um, Instagram, from Facebook, from Flickr, from Picasa, <laughs> from all these other services into your 500pix account. So it will automatically do that. So they just they just turn that thing on, and it's just it's just interesting to me how this photo space is sort of evolving and getting more aggressive, and you know the democracy and innovation is happening. I don't know. What do you think, Derek? You think is that a good move for them? You think that'll that'll draw some customers over? 
Yeah, I do. And I, and I agree with what you're saying, too, is that, boy, it's nice to be nimble in this space. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nice not to be turning around as, you know, the cliche goes, not the Titanic on this stuff. They got a, they got a little sailboat out there. So, yeah, uh, it's uh, it allows them to innovate at a much faster pace. Yeah. Hey, Craig, are you using Google Plus at all? For- uh, I am. Yeah. Um, I I. I feel like a lot of Google Plus, though, is mainly write-only. Uh, I post stuff there, and it, it's gone. You know, it, the, the half-life of it is very short. Uh, it's like so putting, on, to, putting on a treadmill, and it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. So you have to keep feeding it, uh, constantly posting. And I, I, go, I, I do that in, in spurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you, feed, you feed your dogs once a week instead of every night, basically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Derek, what's your, what's your posting frequency on, the, on Google Plus? Uh, every day, uh, five, five, six days a week. The uh, first three hours of my morning is, um, unless I have a shoot, schedule is all, all social networking and blog posting and all that. You and Trey Radcliffe, man, you guys are you're insane. Joseph, are you the same way? Are you, do you have like a block of time set out in your day for a social? No, every time I say that I really should do that, something else comes up. So I'd never seem to block that time out. But I don't, See, Derek, you're, you're like curious, me. You... You're like me, Joseph. You're like, every time I want to get into social media, my real life gets in the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds mean. No, I think it, it is. I mean, it's, it's part of marketing. It's part of your marketing program for marketing yourself and your business and the products you're selling and everything else. So it's extremely important yeah. for those of us that are actually, you know, selling stuff online. Yeah. Um, but Derek, I'm curious. You're, if you're posting every week, are you posting, unique content to Google Plus or are you cross-posting or just posting links to the stuff that's on your blog? Yeah, I, I cross-post. So yeah. uh, my my goal every day is to have you know one or two pieces of unique content that I create and then that feeds uh, you know all the various social networks. Right. So maybe a picture will go on Flickr, uh, a caption, a different picture and a caption and a link will go on Google Plus and you know that sort of thing. Right, so it it looks <laughs> it looks like more than it really is. So you're not writing a blog post every single day. You're, oh, I do. Oh, you write a blog post every single day. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I do. Jeez, you Absolutely. like you physically take the time because I was talking to Jay and Verena Patel, and they post every day as well. But they were saying mm-hmm. they will queue up a couple weeks or so of posts, and then you know walk away and let WordPress automatically make them go live. Every day, so they're posting every day. They're just not physically pressing, you know, publish every day. But you're pressing publish every single day. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, five days a week, and then uh, I usually post on uh, Sunday evening so that there's something fresh there Monday when Europe comes online, New York, all that kind of thing. Since I'm on the West Coast, I love it. Bloggers, yeah. you gotta love it. You gotta love. Yeah, it. well, you know, it's, but it's what Joseph's saying. This is this is how I make my living. You right. know, this is. This is my life, and you know things like uh, you know the, the book "Off to a Good Start." And, yeah, well, for that fact, even Wiley contacting me about the book in the first place—all that comes stems from you know my podcasting and my blogging. So for me, I it's it's just a big part of my business. Yeah. Now, Craig, what about you? So you're you're not doing the stuff at the level that Derek and joseph are doing in terms of like running an entire business online and all this stuff yet or are you and if so uh, I, what what how are you man how do you manage this stuff well i'm i'm working towards that uh, i'm actually have been revamping my uh my blog and my website with the express intent of of being 
having a better presence there and starting to post on a more regular basis. I, I was planning on doing just twice a week as opposed to daily, uh, just because it takes me a long time to write a blog post. I'm not, uh, I'm very slow at it. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think that is, uh, that's how you get your name out. That's how you market yourself. I think it is important, uh, if you want to, you know, get these opportunities, uh, like, Derek was saying. Yeah, I think I think one of the the key things that Derek said was he is doing this because it's his job, right? You're this is how Derek, this is how you pay the mortgage, this is how you put ramen noodles on the table, right? So this is yeah, yeah, rice and beans. <laughs> rice and beans. <laughs> this is how you do that. So the the most of our audience is are advanced amateurs and amateur photographers, people that do it because they just love photography. They're not they don't need to be at that frequency if they want to be online and establish an online presence because they are not paying Wells Fargo <laughs> through their efforts online, right? Yeah, well no, I think it's a great point. And and you know, the the nice thing about what we do as a living, I think we're all, you know, big fans of photography. You know, we love taking snapshots. We love doing our job, which is taking more serious pictures and writing, you know, uh, more seriously. Yep. But we love photography. And I mean, and that's, that's the thread that, you know, goes through us, whether we're amateur, enthusiast, or professional. And, that, and that's why I think it's, it's such a great endeavor. Love it. Love it. All right, guys, before we continue uh, with, the, with the listener Q&A segment, I want to thank our sponsor, Shutterstock. This episode of This Week in Photo is brought to you by Shutterstock.com. At Shutterstock, you'll find the perfect image or video for your next creative project, whether it's for your website, a publication, an advertisement, a video, or another type of project. You can choose from over 20 million high-quality stock photos, illustrations, vectors, and video clips. And Shutterstock sources their images from around the world and then puts them at your fingertips. And many contributors to Shutterstock are, in fact, professional photographers. Shutterstock reviews every image individually for content and quality before adding it to its library. And they've got over 10,000 images added every day. So every time you visit the site, you'll probably find something new. Shutterstock they basically give you the assets you need to bring your creative project to the next level. And as you know, their goal is to make it easy for you to find whatever you're looking for. And to do that, they give you sophisticated tools so that you can search and drill down by subject, by asset type, by gender, emotion, color, and more. And as you in, you find the assets that you're looking for, you can save them to a Lightbox gallery. Then you can access your selections at any time and share those images that you think are appropriate for that particular project with your other team members. Shutterstock is the complete offering. They have an award-winning iPad app so you can search on the go and display images during presentations. They've got excellent customer service with dedicated reps with 24-hour support throughout the week. And they've got flexible pricing. You can choose individual image packs or a monthly subscription. And you can download any image in any size and pay only one price. Now, today I was working on this project where I needed a skyline of San Francisco. So, of course, I could have driven to, say, Treasure Island and set up my tripod and, and got the shot. But I needed the shot for a meeting that was going to happen in about 30 minutes. So what did I do? 
I went to Shutterstock.com. This is a true story. <laughs> went to Shutterstock.com, did a search for San Francisco skyline at night, and I found the image done. It was amazing. So just like that, I purchased the images, downloaded it to my hard drive, and you know, away we go. The project goes on. I didn't burn any gas. And yeah, maybe I'll go to Treasure Island and redo the shot myself with my gear. Um, but I needed the shot right now, and there are perfectly beautiful shots on Shutterstock to do the job. So I used the path of least resistance, which was Shutterstock. Now, you can do that as well. You can try Shutterstock today by signing up for a free account. You don't need a credit card. You can start uh, and begin using Shutterstock by... You know, helping to imagine what your next project is going to be. Just go in there, search for things, save assets to a light box with your new account that you just set up. And if you decide that you want to purchase that account or you want to become a Shutterstock customer, just use the offer code TWIP5 on your new account and you'll get 30% off any package. That's Shutterstock.com and you'll get 30% off any new account. Just use the offer code TWIP5. And Shutterstock, thank you for your support. Okay, it is time for some listener Q&A. This is the segment where we answer questions that have been at the top of some of our listeners' minds. Question, actually, we only have one question that we put in this week because we knew it was going to go along with the Flickr piece. But this one's from Matt Jones from New Zealand. And he writes, hey, guys, my photos, mainly HDR sunsets, look great on my screen. But when I print them at the professional photo printing outlet, they always come out dark. Why is this? And how can I fix it without spending hundreds of dollars on calibration software? Joseph, you got a big printer in that studio of yours over there. What what's uh what's Matt doing wrong? Actually I you know I don't. I don't print any of my own stuff. You don't? Oh. No. No, I send everything out. So um Okay, well I mean, you're in his you're in his bucket then. So what how does he avoid getting dark prints when he sends them out to the lab? Well, I think that really it's, it comes down to watching your levels. It's, you know, color management, um, having a calibrated screen is nice and handy and all that. But if you're not watching your levels, watching your histogram, then you're just shooting yourself in the foot. you got to make sure that you have a histogram that represents the image as you expect it to, that your whites are actually at white and your darks are at dark. And if you want something to not be totally black, that it's not down near zero. Or if you don't want it to be near pure white, it's not up near 255. It's yeah. just learning how to read a histogram. It's, I've, I've not had a calibrated screen uh, since, I, I don't know, years and years and years. I just, I just stopped bothering because I feel like between what I can do with looking at the histogram and if, uh, like for my black and white stuff, I'm using Nick Silver FX Pro 2 and I'm doing everything by the zone system on there. I'm watching the zones and I know where things should be and I get it to look technically accurate and then it goes to the printer and they take it from there and I've never been disappointed. Love it. Cool. Now, Derek, Derek Story, what about you? Do you have any, any tips to add to so you can avoid those dark prints? Yeah, I, w- I would add on to what Joseph is saying in that uh, if he's working, it looks like he's working with a good print house here. So they probably have ICC profile. Uh, you know, that's for their equipment. Get that ICC profile loaded into your photo management app, Lightroom or Aperture, and they allow you to soft proof. Which means you can apply that profile and you know to the image that you're looking at, 
and you'll get a, a representation of what will come out of the printer. Just imagine it coming out of the printer a little bit darker than what you're seeing on your backlit screen because it's you know reflective art versus backlit art. Yeah. So there's a little difference there. Uh, you know, maybe drop your screen brightness down two or three notches, and um, and then do what Joseph said, and I think he'll be in good shape. Uh, Craig, what about you? So you're doing you're doing a lot of that glamour stuff, and you know I know a lot of your stuff is distributed online. But when you do actually create a physical print, how do you make sure that what you see on screen is the same as what you're handing over to the model? Well, I, I calibrate my monitor um, and use the ICC profiles whenever I do print. Um, but I I would say most monitors that uh, when you buy them, the brightness is is pumped up uh, much more than you need it to be and just lowering it to in the like 25 percent 30 percent range makes a huge difference and when you calibrate your monitor that's typically what you'll end up doing is lowering the brightness level quite a bit over what it comes from from the factory got it got it very cool good good advice and i would also um point matt over to um martin bailey's ebook so he's got a, a great ebook on printing which I think you can find at Craft and Vision. Just go to craftandvision.com and search for Martin Bailey. I forget the title of the book. I think it's called Making the Print. But it just it goes into all this all kinds of detail on how normal humans like us can print without going into the level, you know, the level of detail of Okay, make sure you're in a light-proof room, paint all your rooms 18% gray, <laughs> and you know, close your eyes and keep them shut 10 for 10 minutes before you walk into the room and all that stuff. So, it uh yeah, it's it's a how to print correctly for the rest of us ebook. And, and it's, it's it's a great book. Oh, you, know, you have it too. I, I I just finished reading it. Yes. Yeah, it works, right? So this yeah. is it's the yeah. perfect the perfect remedy for the dark prints. Cool. All right, guys, let's jump into the picks of the week segment. Remember, your pick can be anything as long as it is somehow related to photography. Craig, since you are the FNG, I'm going to let you go first. <laughs> what, what is your pick of the week? All right. So my pick of the week is an uh, iOS app for the uh, iPad uh, called PhotoFile. That's uh, P-H-O-T-O-F-I-L-E. And what this app does, it allows you to go uh, basically browse to any website and grab the pictures uh, off of that and, and store them in categories, tag them, and uh, keep them organized. And I use this for inspiration. I'm, I'm constantly, when I'm on the web, I see a shot that, you know, gives me some, you know, I, I like the lighting of it or I like the pose the model's doing. So I'm constantly, I had been saving those and putting them into the existing uh, iPhone uh, uh, photo gallery, but keeping them organized was really hard. Uh, this does a great job of grabbing them. You can tag them. It tells you where it came from, so I can always go back to that site. Yeah. Uh, and they offer. They have a, a free version which has ads on it, and and a little bit of features uh, are you know. Uh, so does that, uh, does that work on any site, Craig? Because I, I get inspiration. Like, I'll go to Shutterstock.com. I'll go to 500 Picks. I'll be on Flickr, wherever. Does it matter what site you're on? Can I say, it, okay, it, this is a page of long exposures. I want to remember all these. I can just hit a button. It'll suck them all down and put them in my long exposure reference file. It, it will. And, and in fact, uh, a lot of times when you on the web, when you're browsing like 500 uh, pixels, you, you, you know, right click is disabled. You can't save that image. And this will be able to grab those. The other thing it will do for certain sites, and they have about 50 sites that they've, they've done and they will add them if you request, it, you can go to a thumbnail page and it will 
click through the thumbnail and get the full res image behind it. Awesome. Cool. See, I was looking for an app that would let me go to photojoseph.com and slurp <laughs> all of his images down into my iPad. <laughs> Finally. Thank you, Craig. <laughs> all right, Joseph, what's your pick of the week? Okay, mine's really, really high tech and super expensive. You ready uh -oh. for this? Uh oh. Aluminum foil. Nice. There you go. Dollar nice. ninety-nine. There you go. So actually I think it's a little more than that. Um so I did a we, – we had this ridiculous event out here last weekend called the Caddy Wumpus. It was a burlesque vaudeville show event thing. It was wild. Hey, no. And I set up a photo booth there. I'd never done this before, and the, the guys who put it on are actually my neighbors here at my studio. They got the business next door, and they asked if I'd come out and set up a photo booth out there. And I was trying to figure out what kind of a background to use. I wanted something that was you know, something interesting and flashy and fun and cool. And I had tried a few different things. And I was kind of not really happy with anything I'd come up with. And then early in the morning of the of the shoot, I was digging around and, and uh, decided to try some aluminum foil. So just what I ended up doing was coating a wall basically with crumpled up aluminum foil. And it looked so cool. You just throw it out of focus when you shoot it? Yep, it's slightly, yeah, slightly out of focus. You've got lots of texture. It's reflecting other colors, the colors that the people might be wearing, um, Colors from the you know the surrounding lights, whatever. Not a huge amount, but you get a little bit of color back there. But you mainly get a sh very shiny, obviously very metallic, dark shadows to bright highlights, and slightly out of focus, so it's set out from the background, and it looked awesome. You know that that's a great tip. But I would you know I'd also add on that. So sitting with Craig, our guests on the show, Craig's portfolio. You, Craig kind of comes off as a sort of demure kind of you know not outwardly facing guy but you look at his portfolio and you you get the the high the sort of uppercase omg letters in your head <laughs> <laughs> craig's stuff is outstanding so just outstanding well, like just and i'm not i'm not bsing here you just go look at it and just some of the stuff some of the ideas you come up with with water and and sparks against women's bodies and all this stuff is just insane. So I would definitely, you know, in this, in in terms of what Joseph's pick was, there's a bunch of things that you do with backgrounds in there that that sort of flicked in my head that people should go look at because all the stuff that you do is like done with normal everyday stuff, right, Craig? It's not right, like, right. You're not and you're not like hiring out set producers from Hollywood to build this stuff. Correct, and I'm well. I'm looking at the, these photos on Joseph's sites, and I'm I'm going to definitely use that technique. That's a great idea. Cool, awesome. awesome, yeah. So good stuff, yeah. So definitely check out both of those things. Awesome. All right, Derek Story, what is your pick of the week? And it has got to be something that because Craig's was like four bucks, Joseph's was like two bucks. What's yours? <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna go two terabytes here. <laughs> So for $4.99, uh, it's a lens I've been testing from uh, Sigma. Now, I talked about the 35 f one four before, which, by the way, you gave me grief about, Frederick, and then it got picked as the lens of the year, by the way. Just Wait, what did say I give that. you grief nice. about? What did I say? Uh, because you were saying, oh, you know, the third-party lenses, you know, do they hold up? I, I just – I posed the yes, question. Yes, you did. I got, I got the tape right here. <laughs> Just because I don't own any doesn't mean yeah. that I don't like. Well, actually, I do own third-party lenses now because I own 
Panasonic. Ro- what's the Ro- the Rokinon one that you recommended yeah, I buy, Derek? That's, isn't that cool? I love that lens. Oh like, my god, I'm in love with it. It's, it's know, on the pillow next to my 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 bed right now. You just look through the camera and you go, "Oh, this is so much fun." Yeah. But yeah. Uh, anyway, this this one's more practical. Uh, they came up with a Sigma came up with a nice little zoom, a 17 to 70 f2.8 to f4 with macro. And uh, it is a, a really nice uh, little lens for 499 bucks, and it goes on Canon, Nikon, and Sigma. Uh, crop sensor, not full sensor hmm. cameras. So APS-C. And, uh, yeah. Hmm. And I've just been having a blast with it. I really like shooting with it. So it's, it's light and it's balanced, and it just feels really good. I'll tell so, you, this whole world of lenses uh, in the micro four-thirds world, at least, is it's been like – like it's been this whole like neighborhood that I didn't even know about. <laughs> oh, isn't it fun? Isn't it? It's fun? like there's a whole neighborhood that was right next to my neighborhood, but it's awesome. You know, it's right next door, and I'm like, wow, I didn't know I could do all this cool stuff. It's like all this stuff is right there, and it's cheap. So. Well, that's the thing on the Micro Four Third. Now, of course, what I'm talking about is APS-C, but on the Micro Four Third side, you know, they can build really fun high quality lenses for less because you know the whole physics of it is is simpler yeah yeah so it's uh you know it, you're right and you can just go nuts with this because that with, that lens what was the one you recommended when we did the interview was a 7.5 it was yeah. the, the rokinon right yeah so yeah. i bought that thing right after you and i talked maybe a day or so after you and i talked i bought it and then it was on amazon prime it showed up and i got it. i'm like okay this is cool i put it on went out and shot with it a little bit i'm like Holy! <laughs> I saw I saw a shot of your truck that you published. Yeah. with that it was it's just a blast, isn't it? And yeah. you know, someone's going, "Was well, it manual focus?" And you're going, "Well, with a seven point five fisheye lens." You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, not really, not really spot focusing on that mountain in the background. <laughs> yeah, it's manual focus. <laughs> yeah, it's manual. It's fine that it's manual focus. But you know yeah. the only I would put in the only negative about that lens is that I want to get into doing some uh, extreme long exposures with the OMD, mm-hmm. and um, so I'm, I want to get the what's it called? Um, there's this uh, from Lee Filters. There's a this ultra dark ten stop neutral oh, density big filter. stopper big stopper yes I want to get the big stopper. It's um, hard to come by. Yeah, so I hear like five five year wait or something for that thing, um, but. It won't fit on the Rokinon, right? Oh. I don't think there's a way to get it on the Rokinon because it has that sort of weird lens yeah. shade built in thing mm-hmm. on it. So, yeah. So, yeah. anyway, that's the only negative I'm, I've I'm seen. I'm sure Craig could figure out something for you. Yeah, yeah, just some rubber bands and duct tape. Yeah. You yeah. Always <laughs> <laughs> Craig is like the MacGyver of yeah, exactly, photography. <laughs> exactly. Just take it to his place. You'll, he'll like, get oh, you need to make out. an image? All I need is some bubble gum, a little thread, <laughs> and, and a hammer. I'm good. Cool. All right. So, Derek, your pick was the 17 to 70. Was it 2.8? The 2.8 to 4? 2.8 to 4, yeah. Yeah, it's got nice speed. It's got macro. It's light. It's. I put on the 60D. I love it. Now, do you, did you buy that lens or are you just testing it? I'm just testing it. I, I have to send it back and I really, really don't want to. In fact, I'm, I'm, I'm Sigma, if they're listening right now, I'm past my due date. And <laughs> dragging my feet. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. See, my, my purchase decisions hinge on the equipment that Derek forks out his credit card for. <laughs> hey, hey, 
Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> hey, I, I did get the leather grip, by the way. I love it. Oh, the uh, the half case thing? Yeah, see, I ordered that the same time you ordered the fisheye. We're bad. We shouldn't hang out with each other at nice, all. Uh, nice. But I love that thing. That was really nice. It that was completes good, the, the camera, doesn't it? It completes it. Yeah, it does. It, I, it's my blog post for today, actually. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, I have to go read yeah. that. So for listeners, what, what Derek's talking about is I bought I bought a – so I got the – as you probably know, I bought the Olympus OMD, and it, it just felt a little bit too small in my hands. I, I don't have gigantic hands, but, you know, it just felt a little bit too small uh, and not grippy enough. So I bought this half case for it that clamps on the bottom. It's leather, and it's just really well made, and it, it – it, it, adds kind of a dimension of of hip <laughs> to the camera um along with making it just a little bit more bulky and easier to grab so i recommended it to derek and now he owns one and blogged about it so that's cool i love it yeah you can get you you can get to the battery compartment without taking it off yep. it has a tripod socket it's sweet and it does feel really good in the hand yep. it's nice awesome yeah. cool all right, thanks, Eric. My my quick picks are um, so Think Take Photo has a test drive program out where you can you can grab any one of their bags and try it out for I think two weeks, and if you don't like it, you send it back, and they don't charge your card. So it seems it seems like a no brainer for us bag sort of uh, addicts, where you know we have to have a new bag all the time, except Derek because Derek Derek probably has a room full of bags over there, but. I book. use it as sound proofing for my podcast. <laughs> you got them all taped up on the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, Joseph, see, you could be doing double purpose instead of that professional soundproofing stuff you have. Yeah, you think I'm kidding, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Anyway, the Think Take Photo test drive program, and I, I just got for my – um, for my OMD, I'm playing around with the Think Tank Mirrorless Mover 30i. So the Mirrorless Mover is a line of bags that they put out specifically for small cameras like the OMD. And this one allows me to put my, my – right now, I'll do a little video about it. But right now in it, I have my my OMD. I've got three lenses, a little strobe, an iPad mini, microphones – and it's all in this little tiny bag that doesn't look like it should barely hold a DSLR. <laughs> so they're all in there. So definitely check that out. We'll link over to that. And then this thing that I just bought today, I just threw in the show notes, is from our friends over at the Digital Photography School, Darren Rousing crew. Um, it's a, a, a new ebook they just released today, I believe. It's called Trick the Trick Photography ebook. And it reminded me when I was looking at this ebook, it's like 15 bucks. When I was looking at this ebook, the different tips in the ebook about long exposures and multiple this and, you know, d- landscapes, all these things, it wasn't, it's not about traditional photography. It's about how to do trick photography and cool things within the camera. And it reminded me of what initially got me excited about photography when I was first starting in the military was like, wow, when you first start understanding how light works and how it exposes film, you're like, well, what if I don't expose this side of the film? And then I do it later. (laughs) You you start thinking about that kind of stuff. And this book kind of goes back to that, where it gets you into thinking about the different things that you can do with long exposures or star trails or smoke or different things like that. And it's just 15 bucks. So 15 bucks for a book full of ideas is nothing. So definitely check that out. All right, we are at the end of the show, folks. If you want to stay tuned at the uh, after we sign off, there's a that interview we mentioned with Yevgeny Chabotarov of 500pix.com or 500pixels, and uh, you can uh, definitely check that out. He's uh, he's the COO 
of 500picks.com. And you can check out some of his work over at Yevgeny Chabotarov. He needs to change that to something like joe.com or something. <laughs> Yevgeny We'll link to that so that you don't have to figure out how to spell his name if you're not Russian. But, uh, yeah, he's got some amazing, amazing work on uh, 500 Picks and over on his site. Definitely check that out. Joseph Lenashki, where can people go to, uh, to check out the stuff that you're working on and what's coming up next in your world? There's photojoseph.com for all things photography and, of course, apertureexpert.com for when you don't want to use Lightroom anymore. <laughs> is that how their branding is? <laughs> is that the new Apple branding campaign for Aperture? It's, like it. it's Aperture for when you're, uh, you know, when you're tired of that Lightroom thing. You come to us. <laughs> That's when you're worried about Adobe holding you hostage with the con- annual contract that's, for your software. That's true. Oh, that's true. That is so true. <laughs> Don't get me started on that. We went off on that tangent. All right. Well, cool. Thanks, Joseph. All right. And Craig Colvin, the new guy, FNG, where can people go to find out <laughs> what you're up to? Uh, CraigColvin.com. Everything, uh, all my online social network is linked from there that's your Rome. all roads lead to craigholvin.com that's right and that's c-o-l-v-i-n craig that's correct c-o-l-v-i-n.com cool thanks and welcome welcome to the show yeah, well thanks thanks for having me i had a great time awesome all right and uh last but not least mr derek story what about you uh go to the digital story.com and uh, that is my Rome. That's your Rome. All roads yes. lead to. Yes. See, I'm gonna. I gotta start that because I I have multiple Romes. I need to have. <laughs> it's not Rome then, Frederick. R O A M. Yeah. I need. Okay, I need an America. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> I need a. Like, you got the Hawaiian Islands there or something, buddy? No, I have the United States. That's what there I have. You go. There it is. There it is. I got too many states. I need to. You know, some of them need to secede or something. Cool. All right. Thanks, guys. And listeners, if you want to keep up with everything in the TWIP universe, you can check us out at thisweekinphoto.com. And be sure to join our community over on Google+. We're growing and growing and growing over there. It's amazing. And finally, if you're looking for me, Frederick Van Johnson, you can find my Rome at frederickvan.com or mediabytes.com, which I guess wouldn't make it not Rome because it's <laughs> into two or this week in photo alright guys uh, with that it is time to take that lens cap off this week in photo is a pixelcore.tv production produced by Suzanne Llewellyn with technical producers John Riley and Alutha Jamakar. Hey, I'm sitting here in San Francisco. We're close to Union Square. Um, we were in front of Hotel Nico, right? This is yeah, Hotel Nico. yeah, Hotel Nico. Yeah, and I caught up to this guy, Yevgeny Chabotarov. He's the guy that's behind, one of the guys behind 500 Picks. Um, the site that we've been talking about on the show quite a bit. He's been on the show a couple times, and uh, oh, yeah. I thought I would catch up to him. He's here for Google for the Google thing, for the Google I/O, Google yep. I/O, and doing some photography around California since he's in the area. So I seized the opportunity to catch up with him to talk about what's what 500 Picks is up to, 
maybe talk about the Google announcement yesterday Google and how that impacts you guys. Sure, yeah. And then also maybe a little bit about Flickr. You know, uh, what's going on with Flickr. Sure. Yeah. So, welcome. All right. Welcome. All right. So, let's, let's, let's kick it off with um, this 500 picks. So, for the folks that may not know about this site, what's the elevator pitch of what the site was built for? It's pretty simple. It is the world's most beautiful photos mm-hmm. in one place. And this is the social network for photographers mm-hmm. that care about photography, care about the quality of photography, want to get better as photographers. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is kind of like a big funnel of photographers that can upload their best shots yeah. and get viewed and get instant feedback, instant uh, feedback loop and get you know motivated and inspired and get out and shoot more photos. Yeah. So this is one of the layers that we have on the site. Uh, the other one that we launched, relaunched just recently is Portfolios, mm-hmm. which is your personal website presence, that uh, your professional portfolio, and you can set it up in any way you like. Yes. You can even hire a professional designer if you want to, and we'll be working with other design firms and with uh, our designers will be adding other themes. Mm-hmm. So you can fully customize your portfolio and thus save time and money on you know, building your own or right. using other products that are more expensive. You don't have for to example. worry about hosting fees. Yeah, no stuff. hosting fees, no anything. So you just set it up one simple uh, NL fee, and that's it. So it's yeah. pretty simple. Okay. Uh, this is another of our products. So there's like plenty of things that we're doing, uh, and well, in a nutshell, it is. That's what 500. Right. Well, so one one question for you. So when someone uploads a photo to to the site. Other users of the of the site can like it, you know, yep. and, and increase That's its right. rating. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Explain a little bit how that works. That piece, because it's not like a yeah. Facebook like. It's, it's yeah. some sort of algorithm in there, right? Uh, yeah, it is a pretty complex algorithm. So we started with the algorithm that took uh, my uh, co-founder of mine uh, about a week to figure out, mm-hmm. and the idea was is that. Uh, at the time when we launched the algorithm, all the photos and all the other photo sharing sites would have the ranking of top 100 photos, mm-hmm. and they would be just logarithmically, you know, adding up. Yeah. So when you go to this fo- uh, photo ranking, you'll see the same photos all over again, yeah. all the time. Like if you go a year from now, the top photo will be the same, yeah. and it's boring. Right. Because, and we wanted to have the, the like added dynamic to the photo page, so yeah. we created the algorithm that decays the rating over time. So it, sh- it goes down and allowing new photos uh, to shoot up yeah. so that more uh, more people will, will see them. Like so it's very build almost, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even the greatest photos will be in the top for most few days, maybe a week at most. Mm-hmm. So the idea is that if you go on a popular page every three, four hours, there will be a new set of photos so you can enjoy it and, you know, discover new photographers, discover new places to visit and, you know, be inspired by new new works coming yeah. up. Yeah, and that's that's the, for me, that's one of the main things about the site. It's just inspirational. You just kind of dive in there. It's a little intimidating, you know, because yeah. there's so much good work out there. But it's good because people are putting their best foot forward. Yeah. Whereas, um, at least in the old days, on Flickr, at least for me, I was just... You know, when I first started using Flickr, I just dump everything on yep. there yep. and then hope people would like the good stuff, yep. right? Or using the crowd as my filter. So let's let's shift gears a little bit and sure. talk about Flickr. Sure. So 
a lot of people were saying. Remind me, what's that? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Here we go. All right. Uh, that big company. I couldn't resist. That big company that's just yeah. out of the street. Yeah. Um, so back in the day, um, or you know, earlier, Flickr, mm-hmm. Flickr sort of had the the crown of this is the de facto yep. place where you share yep. your images and. You know, a lot of folks were saying, and we were critical of them on This Week in Photo as well, mm-hmm. about lack of innovation. You know, they weren't rolling out new features fast enough for us, you yep. know, or for people, for photographers. And then you guys showed up with this gorgeous sort of UI, and a lot of people were saying 500 picks is what Flickr should have evolved into, mm-hmm. and you guys sort of just took the crown and ran with it. Flickr seems to be coming back now. You know, they launched a really nice iOS app that's out there, and they've got a new CEO that seems to be putting a lot more weight on the Flickr group, you know, so... And I have a lot of faith in Maurice Mayer. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, what she's doing with buying startups and what she's doing with uh, policies and things like that. Mm-hmm. I, I think we'll see lots of changes in Flickr as well, so... Now, are you, are you guys at 500 picks like, oh, man, they're not dead, and we're worried now we better step up our game even more uh, it's a big company with still lots of traffic coming to that so it's definitely something we consider daily mm-hmm. um, a few days ago there's been a leaked screenshot of the homepage mm-hmm. that was taken down mm-hmm. I was traveling so I couldn't see that yeah. and when I got to the internet it was down already yeah so apparently their new homepage from the worlds of other people uh, it looks the same like homepage of the other side, mm-hmm. 500px. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you guys set the standard in a lot of ways. So, right? so it is something where you know it's kind of like sort of a race, mm-hmm. and I think it's nice to have competitors that yeah. are still live. Whether it's Google Plus, whether it's even Facebook with their bigger photos, or uh, Flickr with a different mosaic of photos, because it keeps us, uh, you know, yeah, it's competition. Yeah. yeah, it's competition. I like the quote. I want to quote you. It's nice to have competitors that are still alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, companies stagnate when they have no competitors. Sure. So yeah, You get lazy. So we yeah. like to keep pushing things, and we always keep pushing things on a daily basis, tweaking things, moving things, developing so many things that will be launching later this year, next year. So there's lots of projects that are year or year and a half in the works, and yeah. they will take a little while to be launched. Yeah. Okay, so... Speaking of a, this sort of innovation and mm-hmm. fast pace of feature rollout, Google Plus. Google Plus. Yeah. Google Plus. Yeah. Just happened yesterday. Yeah. They rolled out a bunch of new features. Yeah. Um, I have been so busy, I haven't even had a chance to figure yeah. out what those new features are. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Of course. What so, are they? So let me start with criticism. When they when they rolling out new features, they always uh, put all the feature list as, like, 41 new features. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we move this pixel to the left. Yeah, and it's New like, feature. Really? <laughs> so we change the font. Yeah, New feature. Yeah, it reminds me of some older days when somebody would be like, 300, oh, uh, the Apple. Apple. The, Apple. Like 300 new features, and you're like reading the the small list of yeah. things, and you're like, really? Yeah, they That's do that like on, on yeah. OS 10 updates. Yeah. You know? 150 amazing new features, and you get to the, get to the 150th one, and it yeah. is uh, now we change the background color from beige to off beige. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and they're like, Right. <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, but but the set of features at Google Plus that was released yesterday was pretty significant. So, 
what they've done is uh, they combined the storage Gmail with Google Plus, so now you have 15 gigs combined storage mm-hmm. for free, mm-hmm. uh, which is neat. The only thing is kind of like it, it didn't create a new storage. It just took your Gmail storage and took your Google Drive and, and merged like, it. Basically, so go. that's the feature. We, we we added the plus sign and we have it all. Uh, well, if you're using Gmail uh, less or Google Plus more, it mm-hmm. kind of makes sense so yeah. that you can uh, have more meaningful storage. Right, right. Uh, why not, right? Same same storage. Exactly, why not? Yeah. And, you know, but... Yeah. But on Google, uh, f- um, Google Plus Photos, yeah. they created uh, what they call... Uh, smart algorithms so so that currently you can upload all your photos mm-hmm. and they will highlight the best ones by looking at your contrast your uh, whether there's faces whether there's faces that you tagged before mm-hmm. so it's like your family or your closer circle uh, if you shoot panoramas uh, panorama photos separately mm-hmm. they'll combine them together and will give you the panorama or really? if you shoot five photos where people are making faces they'll create a gif animated GIF so you can kind That's of post it. That's cool. So the idea is that they're moving all their darkroom uh, to the cloud mm-hmm. and doing all the heavy lifting on the on, on the backend side mm-hmm. of the... Which is neat. Which is... It's uh, consumer focused, but... It is consumer yeah. focused, so they created some filters like skin softening and uh, highlights, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, over... Uh, over uh, exposed photos, underexposed, they all... Uh, make them awesome mm-hmm. uh, the only thing it concerns more or less uh, average photos mm-hmm. so it's not something that you or I would do for yeah. professional right. quality photos right, right. but it's something that I, I can see doing myself if I, if I have family pictures mm-hmm. right where you'll be like alright 300 photos upload them make them awesome share with the family that's great so it is something it kind of goes back to what I was saying about Flickr back in the day when I would yeah. just dump everything up yeah. there and let let the crowd figure out what was good. So you're, they're doing it algorithmically yeah. now. So yeah. I can dump everything up there, and they'll figure out what the decent ones are and yeah. highlight those. Yeah. What happens? So if I dump a hundred images up there, and, and I'm talking to you like you're yeah. you, you run the thing. Um, and I dump a hundred images up there, and it says, yeah, of these hundred images, these three are good. Yeah. What happens to the other the other ninety oh, seven? They, they they just stay there. Are they visible? Uh, they they the highlighted ones you can make visible to the public yeah so it actually coincides with our idea of how we want to proceed forward mm-hmm. so we won't have similar thing and it is currently under development secret mm-hmm. uh, but the idea is they well it is common knowledge it's like okay if you're near Eiffel Tower mm-hmm. we might know that you're near Eiffel Tower by your GPS coordinates yeah if your camera has a compass as well yeah. we know when you're Where you're pointing when you're pointing yeah. so we might know that it's Eiffel Tower and actually tag it as Eiffel Tower. That's what Google Plus currently does. Oh, yeah, that's, that's so cool. And that's what we currently do on the back end, but we don't show you that. Mm-hmm. So we know all the landmarks yep. and we know the radius around the landmarks. And then if we have compass around that, we can know where, can which way we're pointing. That or he's it, probably, he's probably yeah, yeah. trying to... Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, We're trying to aim in the direction of the Eiffel Tower right if yeah. you're in there so anywhere around that radius if you yeah. it's just pointing at it yeah. even though imagine you're not pointing that but the chances are you're near that and the chances are you are taking pictures of Eiffel Tower mm-hmm. even if we don't have the direction because why else you would be like within 100 meters of Eiffel Tower right right so Things like That's that cool. are getting their common. They're, they're becoming commonplace. I'm sure that Google Plus did it first. 
we have the technology ready, so we're testing it right now. That is so cool. That uh, is so cool that you can do that. That's just logical, right? It's, yeah. it's just using the data that's already yeah. there and saying, okay, yeah. why not? I know where he is. I know what's around him. Yeah. He's, I know that's probably yeah. in the shot. And you even know... The, you, you know what lens it's being used as well, right? Yeah. So, you know, he's yeah. got a wide field of view and he's about this far uh, away. I don't know if Google Plus does that, but this is something we do uh, on a more basic level with uh, statistics. Yeah. So, for example, if you're shooting with a variety of lenses, a bunch of cameras, you can go to the stats page and you can see, for example, that uh, you've been using... Uh, one camera that produces you highest quality photos mm -hmm. and your landscapes are more popular than your fashion shoots, uh, fashion portraits or something. Yeah, You're like, yeah. all right, next time I go on vacation, I need to take this camera and this lens. I don't need to pick the whole suitcase of lenses or like all the cameras because uh, statistically speaking, people like photos with this camera and with this lens. So will you present that information back to me as yeah. a user? So how will, I, how will that be presented? I'll just go to a, a stats page that yeah. says... And you'll see which... Use this camera, Frederick. You know, uh, it's you do better with this yeah, camera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it kind of tells you that you can see... Uh, choose your top 10 shots uh, of the lifetime, mm -hmm. 30 days, 7 days, and see which cameras uh, gave you which photos yeah. and whether they are high quality or... or we probably will need to present it better so yeah. give you like direct advice like mm -hmm. going to Hawaii take this one and take this one yeah. statistically speaking other people had better chances or better photos with these cameras and with these lenses that's really smart I love that math yeah. Yeah. okay so let's wrap it up so what what's next for 500 picks what am I going to see you know, to the extent that you can reveal but what, um, what can I look forward to there is plenty of things that we are working on, yes. obviously. The, like big, the, 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 uh, <laughs> the biggest thing is that once we release something, mm -hmm. we're committed to make it better. So yeah. one thing that we released uh, yesterday is portfolios. Mm -hmm. And we'll be committed to make sure that there is always new things available, mm -hmm. more customization, more speed improvements, and uh, better focus. We'll be inviting other design firms to create themes for, for, uh, for our photographers. Yeah. And uh, it is the whole new management system. So this is something that creates a lot of value to the uh, to, for photographers. Yeah. Uh, the next one, it is pretty big. We're still working on that. Is a new photo page. So you've seen that photos currently are 900 pixels wide. Mm -hmm. uh, panoramas probably don't look as good as they should be. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of things that we'll be doing. So the photos will be around 60 to 100 percent larger, depending on your screen. Mm -hmm. You'll be able to see. Full screen images, uh, use key, uh, keyboard shortcuts to, to go quickly through the whole popular. So if yeah. you want to browse 100 photos of popular in five, I don't know, in two minutes, you yeah. can do that. Yeah. You don't have to go back and forth or, you know, it will be really, really slick and really fast. So That's we're cool. currently working on finishing up. Uh, I have one of the better uh, pages on the site right now so I can show, show you after the show yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it is one of the biggest impacting pages that we are working on because it impacts uh, just the photo page is viewed around 250 million times each month wow so it is pretty significant uh, redesign and pretty significant impact so we want better performance better visibility into what people like yep. how they like them uh, how they like the photo Mm -hmm. uh, and what are the other information around the photo that you know needs to be there? Making it, making it smarter, slicker, faster. Yeah. 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 And on top of that, there will be a new algorithm that, that is more sophisticated. 
So some people were complaining about this dislike button. Mm -hmm. It will be going away because we found a way to make sure that we still can get highest quality photos without the dislike. Yeah. Uh, even though we thought it was necessary, now we have figured out like more data points that we can take to make sure that we have highest quality photos. So yeah. this will be That'll coming away. up pretty dislike soon us. as well. Good, yeah. good. Yeah. So people will be... I'm sure they'll be happy. That's cool. That. Well, congratulations on the site, man. It's good. I mean, it's, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, you guys change the way people think that photos should be presented online, yeah. right? And bigger is beautiful and, you know, and, and raising the bar, especially we talked earlier, or like yeah, years yeah. ago, um, about how when I, I had a 500 pix account but was afraid to use it because I was intimidated by yeah. all this stuff up there. Yeah. Um, and now I think that just sort of raised the bar of, of the quality of photos that are on the site because you yeah. know you don't don't just throw junk up there because it'll be contrasted with the greatness. And again, you know, you can throw junk at that. Um, that's not not the problem. The thing is, is that most photos on 500 Pix are public, yeah. whereas on Facebook and other sites they're mostly private, right? They're like within your network of friends or. Uh, on 500 Pix, it is all public, and just what we want to do is more granular, uh, popular page. So, for example, maybe you don't have a chance to get to the first page of the popular page. Mm -hmm. Could be, right? Mm -hmm. But what if you're on the first page of San Francisco popular page, right? Oh. Or downtown San Francisco, yeah. or fashion photography in San Francisco, right? There you could be, like, number one. Now right? you're talking. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And it gives so you... So vertical genres yeah, and yeah, location-based. Yeah. And, yeah. and it gives you a lot of motivation because I'm not the best photographer in the world, mm -hmm. but I could be the best in downtown Toronto, or in my uh, building, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Or within the landscape. So would it, would it, so this is coming, right, to, yeah. to be able to do that. So is this kind of like a four square sort of thing where, you know, algorithmically you become the mayor of a certain geolocation or, you know, uh, like you have the, Evgeny has the most popular photos of, with the Eiffel Tower in them yes, and you yeah. automatically get sort of badge Beige. for that. Yes, something. the badges are coming as well. Yeah. Uh, they will be smart badges. So yeah. it's sorry, not we're busy. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry, we're recording an interview right now. Thank you. You're famous now, though. <laughs> Uh, the, 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 that's the fun part about San Francisco. Yeah. No, I, I, sh I think you should keep it. I mean, it's it's part of the real life yeah. experience. Totally. Uh, but going back to badges, there will be smart badges that not just you know dumping lots of badges at you, mm -hmm. but imagine you never uploaded a photo, mm -hmm. you can still get a badge. Mm -hmm. If you comment meaningful comments, or if you like photos that became uh, popular after you liked them, mm -hmm. right? So not liking just the popular, but the ones like discovering the photos that will become popular later on, yeah. after your votes. Yeah. So things like that will be part of the achievements and badges system. That's cool. And again, we can get different badges for different things. Yeah. Uh, some I, of them I will really be like hard. It. Some of them will be easy. Uh, yeah. They're not for uh, just sheer gamification, but mm. they're kind of giving different. I, I don't. I don't. I'm not a fan of like the whole Foursquare. You know, I'm the mayor of Starbucks. You know, and Union Square. Yeah. You know, yeah, uh, who cares? Yeah. Uh, for me, people but, used Foursquare for three years without knowing why. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why am I checking in here? Yeah. I don't know. You know, yeah. no one cares that I'm at Starbucks. <laughs> Uh, so I don't, I don't care about that. What, what don't I find tell it to Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> what I find interesting about this idea um, is just to know what is around me, right? So yeah. in my particular town, it'd be great to know that, hey, 
I just found out that I am the most popular portrait photographer here, or, yeah. or I do the best shots of whatever yeah. here, hey, you know, hey. or even for the social aspects of it, hey, me and these three people are top in yeah. my town, yeah. now I want to connect with them, yeah. and maybe we'll go do some work together yeah. or something. Yeah. And it sounds great for finding client work, because mm-hmm. if you're number one portrait photographer in Oakland or in San Francisco, yeah. people will be, will be going there and like, I need a portrait photographer, where? I need it in San Francisco. Yes. Who is the top three? Go check their profiles and connect with them. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So like it, it is really easy, and photog- you know, being a photographer is a hard work. Right. Uh, it's never easy. It's never you know raining cash or anything like that. It is a lot of hard work. Right. And and you know, if we can make it easier to find client work, to present your your work, to sell your work. We want to do that yeah. because we want to help more and more photographer, you know, achieve that sustainability so they can, you know, go and take more photos over yeah, absolutely. time. Absolutely, absolutely. So when when are these features coming? I know you can't tell me, but I have to uh, ask. <laughs> the photo page is coming in June. Okay, late June. Yeah. Uh, the pages uh, algorithm is coming in June as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pages are coming a little after that. So the the big thing. So all the, this year then, 2013. Yeah, okay. yeah. We all want to release it all this year. The thing is, we're still a small team, so yeah. we're around 22, 23 people right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We uh, all the companies that I talk to at Google I/O, they're like, oh, we're 150 and we're doing like little thing. Yeah. I'm like, well, we're doing the same kind of market. Yeah. But we're just so much smaller yeah. that everybody's swamped with work, and it is uh, it is good. crazy. You're a true startup, though, right? Yeah. That's a yeah. you know you you do everything. What's your what's your title at Five Hundred Picks? Uh, COO. So I do all the daily things, like you know, from payroll to lawyers, putting up to, with uh, people like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you know, there's uh, I've been uh, uh, working on Android for a little while, so mm. we've been developing the app. It got featured in Google Play last week, so we've been working towards that for a little while. Yep. Uh, and there's like little projects that I would take on, uh, or you know, try to guide because there's not a lot, not a lot of people, and we kind of have to switch hats every time, and you know, just go and do something else. Sure, sure. That's cool, man. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank it's, you. It's exciting. I want to go back and play with 500 picks now. Yeah. And Google Plus, you know, and, and see these new features. And Google in there. Plus, yeah. So yeah, this is this is great. It's exciting. So what's what's next for you? Where are you heading off after this? Um, right after this, I'm heading on the first highway. So I've been traveling a little bit to take some photos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll we be call sh- it Highway One. Highway One. Yeah. What Not is the first say? highway? Oh, <laughs> highway One. <laughs> Actually, it probably is the first highway, but I don't know. Yeah. Highway One. Highway One. Yeah. And uh, I got some amazing photos from Yosemite and from cool. Death Valley. Yeah. They are. Spectacular, I think. <laughs> so, nice. you, if you, <laughs> the 500 Pigs guy says, I took spectacular images, so now you got to post those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we will see if they're spectacular, right? Awesome. Uh, so, yeah, and take some more photos on the way. Cool. Well, thank you, sir. All right. Thank you, you have a good trip, and thanks for doing this. Yeah. All right. It was fun. See you later. <laughs>